Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's going on, guys? How you doing? It is Reggie. It is time for another episode of Reggie's Expressions. Yes, your boy is streaming. We are doing the final, final, <laughs> give me a second. We're doing the final, um, the final season today, or not season. But final series. Give me one second. There we go. There we go. Let me turn off this light. Hey, what's going on? What's going on, guys? How you doing? I hope all is well. <sighs> it's time for another episode of Reggie's Expressions. I want to tell you guys, thank you for sticking with me throughout the season. We finally made it to 20. And what you hear is me being out of breath because I had to go. I had a signing today. And uh, I wanted to get back soon enough to make sure that I had time to be a part of the signing. So um, thank you for the water. Yep, Tuesday had a uh, field day up here. Yes, sir. So I'm back. We are at episode 20 season finale. Season finale. I'm so excited because I need to rest. I know you guys are like, hey, Reggie, you rested when you had COVID the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. But I'm ready to end the season because, you know, it's time to end it. I don't like dragging stuff on. I don't like making it longer. We're going to have some special guests that are going to come up uh, later on today, um, later on in the stream. So look out for that. Um, and we're just going to talk about this season, man. We're going to talk about the highs and lows and everything that I've done. We're going to talk about my most favorite episode um, this season. And we're going to talk about some of the conversations that we had throughout um, throughout my journey this season. Um, you guys got to see me grow as a business owner um, this time around, um, mostly because I became a business owner. The beginning of January, I had just gotten my um, my commission, which I can confidently say Carlos 
has gotten his commission or he will be getting his commission. We actually sent his documentation off about a week ago, about a week ago. Yay. We sent his uh, in, uh, information off about a week ago. Um, strangely, he didn't have to get it notarized like I did. But long story short, we had all the documents and everything signed and sent. He took the test. So he's going to be a general notary. We're probably going to do the Ron stuff and we'll see what happens. So the good thing about the notarization is like if I can't go, he can do it and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So um, that was another win today. I actually got my very first um, online, uh, not online, but my booking from the website. The The website has been up since January. I, I got it in December. It was made. It was all set up in December. I was actually doing, um, you know, uh, paying monthly for uh, the services in terms of like, you know, Google optimization and some other things. And, you know, a couple months in, I realized that that wasn't something that I benefited from just because I was so new. Um, but, uh, you know, I had the first customer book through the, uh, it was actually loan signing documents. I didn't charge her loan signing prices um, because it was only a couple pages and I was just, uh, she was local. She was literally not even five miles, like maybe two miles away from the house. Very nicely, young lady. And strangely, she wrote a motherfucking check. She wrote a check. Hey, all money is good money. Well, no, that's not true. But, you know, that check gonna clear. Um, but it was very nice. And I gave her my card and told her, you know, please uh, give me a review. And also, um, you know, if you need me help or need anything else, just let me know because then I'll be able to um, get that done. But I do want to show you guys a video. Um, I this person, um, you're going to learn a little bit about him, but um, we were able to be on in real time uh, simply because he's a busy guy. Um, it is something that I, I recorded a few weeks back, probably the beginning of June. And I want to tell you guys this before we play it. Just know it is going to be not the best quality when it comes to um, the video, okay? I'm going to go ahead and apologize for that because, yeah, it's not going to be the best quality. Um, I just have to find it here. Give me a second. Documents. Downloads. Where is it? Hey guys, we have made it finally to our uh, final no, we're gonna uh, together. Um, episode this of the season. I'm gonna take a long break because I did 20 episodes this 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 uh, season, so I figure I need to take a little bit of a break. But I have a very special guest to the left of me, <laughs> Mr. Jack Fuller. Some of you guys might not know, but Mr. Fuller actually was the one that produced and created my theme song, the Reggie's Expression song that y'all love so much. Reggie's Expression, that's him. He did that. He did an amazing job. I just, I wanted a theme song and you over deliver. It is actually a jingle in my house. Carlos sings it. I swear my friend Frida sings it. You know, everybody and their mama sings it because it's an amazing song. Mm. So. 
thank you so much thank for you. your. That's time. so good to hear. Thank you. It's, it's, that means everything. Thanks, man. It's it's a hit song in my house, at least for the last two. <laughs> song <laughs> oh man that means everything i swear it was so it was so much fun to do yeah i mean obviously that's a testament to your talent i mean you're a super talented brother and i absolutely uh love seeing you come on and do your facebook live you give me a dose of reality plus some smart shit up in there too which is i absolutely love because i know that you uh, represent the queer community so <clears throat> tell us a little bit about what inspires you to create. In general? Yeah, just in general. What inspires you to create or to be creative? Especially in a world that's, oh. I mean, we got fuck shit that happen often, right? Yeah. Um, I like, I don't know. For me, it'll be, it'll be something random. Like I'll hear like, the sound of the train track and be like mm, that would be a dope like bass sound or like a dope mm -hmm. kick drum sound and be like okay like let me either record it and sample it or like try to recreate it in a drum you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like way and then from there you know something will take place or like um you know like i'll be going through something or a friend will tell me a story or i'll mm -hmm. observe something it really just be life in general that really inspires me and um trying mostly to tell stories that are either not told or not told by somebody like me, like as a two-spirit right. who, you know, mm -hmm. represents both sides of the gender spectrum at once and identifies as a man and a woman, you know, and it's, um, it's, you know, like I was, I mean, to be, to be real, I was one of the first um, artists to, you know, in the neo-soul sector to like use he pronouns to be speaking about a love interest, you know, wow. um, on my first intro, on my first album, but we decided to grow mad long ago, I want to say like 2010, maybe even 2008, wow. but um, yeah, you, you know, while, you know, most gay artists, even the ones that we knew were gay and were openly gay would say you, you know what I'm saying, instead of she or he right um so it was just about being that voice that i always wish i had that it was like dang like i wish i could see somebody like me saying these things or like telling my story specifically instead of having to like latch on to you know a story that sounds a little bit similar in either right. gender perspective you know so that's what right. inspired me too so that you know i I love when you come on your live because, I, like I said, I know I'm gonna get a dose of reality and some smart shit. You know what I'm saying? And I can I can see your passion in terms of being the change that you want to see, and also representing for people who may feel like you but don't necessarily get an opportunity just to see themselves reflected. So high five to you on that, and I definitely can say that you inspire me to be better and also allow my voice to, to get out there. So my next question that I want to ask you here is, um, so how did you, how did your podcast start or how did you get into podcasting? So I also go by Jip Jack, which is mm -hmm. a, another artistic um, version of myself does a completely different kind of music. Um, J Jack mm -hmm. Fuller is more like soul and varieties of soul. Um, and Jib Jack is more like Vogue and House and then varieties of that, which I also consider Vogue hip hop, but that's another conversation. Um, <laughs> so um, 
Jib Jack has a brand called the New Kai, and we were just thinking about actually seeing what it is that we say online um, in a way that people can just like go see and or go hear and repeat because we we talk a lot. Like you said, we get on lives and you know I'll post something even and we'll just have like conversations where we're just unpacking everything. And sometimes it's like, okay. Seven and Pat was like, yeah, we we can't say it again so we'll try to um condense and at least um get to a point where we're starting the conversation about certain decolonizing messaging that we all put out you know so we'll talk about like everything um from mm -hmm. sex and gender to um religion to uh, you know, whatever's going on in pop culture, to politics, to the need for the lack thereof, so all kinds of things. Um, but just making sure that it's an anti-criminal lens and that is what we're always going with, you know? So, um, yeah, we just were like, we don't see this out here. So again, and trying to be the, that voice that is, you know, underserved. Um, I know there's a few other people who understand what we, what we're speaking and they don't get their voices heard. Sometimes it's frustrating to, to see um, podcasters that only go to a certain place. And sometimes you know they could cross that line and you know they know the stuff, but you, they're, they're deciding not to um, because of the risk involved. And we we be like, to hell with that risk. We're like, look, like we don't necessarily hope to gain anything from this podcast. It would be great. We would love to gain some kind of financial support. You know, we do. We have our Patreon and Right. They, you know, we have a few patrons on there and we have um, people who just like give and some, um, we have reparators, you know, white people who love our show and they're like, yo, we would love to give, you know what I'm saying? I love me a reparating white person. So we're like, great. Um, <laughs> and yeah, you know, so we just, we just really say what we need to say. And some of our videos get taken down and all kinds of stuff because of what we say. You know, our last episode, we did an episode on sex and it got taken down for, you know what I'm saying, some weird reason, and we're gonna put it back up and um, fix it. But mm -hmm. nonetheless, they be coming for your girl. Yeah. Because, you know, we say the we say the thing, you know, and there's a line we, we can't cross too, but nonetheless, we, we get close enough to that line for people to be like, ah. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> and I love how unapologetic you are in that space and, it is such a treat to watch. And, um, you know, you being your authentic self allows me to, you know, stand firm on me being my authentic self. So I, I can't stress that enough. It, it is necessary to have voices like you that are represented and shown. And you're an amazingly beautiful person, too. Um, <laughs> and you you have your podcast with your partner, right? Mm -hmm. Me and my fiance do it, Mick Sykes. And um, the mm -hmm. the Anukai Chi brand has separated into a few things. Like I do another like personal um, show now that mostly comes out on TikTok, where we also have called um, uh, and Pat Bikes and or Miss Patty has a show called No Shade or Tree where. Um, Mm -hmm. She unpacks the pop culture stuff in a way that's like, no, this is the this is what's happening. Because this season we're not doing pop culture on the Anukai tree, and we know that people like when we like give our little pop culture stuff. So we're doing it as like a side content instead of. 
right. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to pick your brain on Patreon because that's that's a, a market that I want to tap into as well. That will allow to break that 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 wall that I have. You know, with just being able to keep. So yeah. Pick your brain on how you how you set it up and and all that stuff on the back end. So. Okay, bet. Yep. I definitely have Pat to think for a lot of the 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 nuances therein for sure. Because there's a lot of you know stuff that my fully craft and arts based mm-hmm. brain is like not about like can do but it's just like please don't make me please <laughs> please don't make me do it don't i just can't um i can't no. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh <laughs> i just want to tell you thank you so much for i'm not going to take too much of your time but thank you so much for coming on here um you have always been a pleasure i love watching you but tell the folks where they can find you mr jip jack all right so you can find me on instagram and twitter and i'm as jipjack g-y-p-j-a-q um you can also find me on tiktok as jipjack kai that's g-y-p-j-a-q-k-a-i um if you would like to check out the anu kai tree podcast it's a-n-v-k-a-i one more time that's a-n-v-k-a-i tree um, and that's everywhere there are podcasts. Also, if you just type in a new Kai, again, A-N-V-K-A-I, you might happen upon Jip Jack's album called A New Kai Genesis. Check that out. Jack Fuller has two albums on iTunes, and um, they're called But We Decided to Grow and The Build. And mm-hmm. there's more music to come. And to make sure that you know what's going on, got to be on the socials. So thank you so much for that. You have been a treat and I, I know nothing but great things are going to come from you and your, your partner. And it's good that you guys are equally yoked in that way to where you support each other and show queer love at its finest. I love that. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Right. You and your partner are a couple goals too. You already know. <laughs> well, you know we, we, I, I can't, I can't do mine because he, you know, he be. Oh, he's looking at me right now with the side. It's eye. fine. He's mute. It's fine. He can't. There's stuff he can't say. He don't. He don't have the. He don't have the. He don't have that. That line. I understand. He don't know where the line's See, at. It's cool. Reggie's expressions. Reggie's expressions. Yeah. My life. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm crying. It is is beautiful. I'm so glad that you did that for me. And I I can't thank you enough because that added an element of personality to my um to my show that I don't think I would have been able to to add in a real way. So that's all you. That's all absolutely you. Oh, thank you so much. That means everything to me. And you sounded mad good back there. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, a little soprano over him a little bit. Did, you know what I'm saying? It's a little, little vibrato happening, you know? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, but thank you so much. Do you mind holding for a second, Jack? All right, guys. Well, that was it. We will thank you so much for coming on the season finale. Jack is super busy. He was like, you're going to have to get in where you fit in, Reggie, because, like, I got rehearsals and all this stuff, so I don't know if I can do it that day. So that's why we got this pre-recorded uh, element here, so I can get some of Mr. Jack Fuller's time, because he's a very talented man. So thank you, and, uh, yeah, many more to come. And uh, thank you guys for watching. <laughs> yeah, <Yata. laughs>
So that was Mr. Jip Jack Fuller, Jack Fuller on all social media platforms. He by far is one of the coolest guys. And you got some me like give him his flowers in real time um, there because, um, yeah, you know, we did, we deserve it. I look at him as being someone who um, is definitely necessary for the community because there aren't a lot of people that look like him um, who also claim um, the, uh, you know, he has both energies is what he said. He has both female and male. And I absolutely love that. You know, and he's unapologetic. So um, if you can go follow him, Jack Fuller on uh, all social media platforms. He's a really, really cool, absolutely cool dude. And he's uh, he's a friend of the pod. So he can come on and hang out at any given time. So, yeah, that was Mr. Jack Fuller. Give it up for Jack Fuller, y'all. <laughs> I, you know, I, I know I'm on this podcast right now. And I'm up here trying to clean up because I think that you guys can see it, but you're only able to see my face. One of the things I oh, I love this uh, this situation here it's so beautiful. Um, but I don't know why I'm cleaning. I really didn't have a lot of time. I know that um, you know it was going to be cutting it close um, because I work until seven, and uh, you know the the. You know, uh, the notary, the notarizing came up like just like that. And, you know, your boy is all about his coins, you know, and making that business, you know, make it do what it do. So, you know, sometimes you just have to, you know, get it how you live. I I, I made it right on time, which is good. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm excited because the business is growing. Um, I decided <clears throat> to do like a soft relaunch of the website. And I'm probably going to be doing this in the next few days um, because I really want to focus on actually doing um, the the um, the officiating part of it because I am an officiator or officiant, if you will. I also have my um, ministry uh, credentials. Um, so essentially, I definitely want that as, you know, um, I want to focus on that more because it's going to be a big part of the you know business. You know, I ultimately want something that I would uh, be able to continue to grow and and Reverend Red <laughs> free Reverend Red Reverend Red. What you doing, Reverend Red? Um, I like it. Got a nice little ring to it. That, that might that that might stick. I might stick with that. Um, but that's going to be happening. I'm looking forward to getting my first wedding. Um, there was one in Hermosa Beach, uh, Hermosa. No, I think it was almost Sasser, Sasser, which is an hour away from Orlando. And I want it to be my first wedding. Um, I, I reached out to the young lady and she uh, said that she would pass my information on. So I definitely am looking forward to doing that. I need to, you know, I do need to get some better. Um, I need to get a suit you know, a black suit, preferably something that's going to be nice. Um, and I also need to get like a queer or uh, a rainbow tie or something like that. If I ever do, um, you know, uh, queer or gay or LGBTQI plus weddings. Um, I have a big vision with that. And I feel like, you know, when it comes to African-American men, I don't really see that a lot. Um, you know, men who 
cater to LGBTQIA. And that's what I want to do. I want to uh, cater to that community because it's, I mean, we can get married now, even though the government is definitely trying to take away all of our damn rights, you know, starting with uh, uh, abortion and everything else, you know, they are definitely trying to take everything away. But while we're at it, we're still going to continue to get married. We're still going to continue to, you know, do that. And I want to be a part of being, I want to be a part of, of someone else's special day because it was a very special day for me and Carlos, you know, um, we got married in 2015. Y'all know the story. I'm not going to go over it again, but I, I can say that 2015 was the first year that we were all able to get married legally. So, you know, um, the fact that we talk about us and them because gay and straight, you know, it's just about being a person at the end of the day. Um, we still talk about there's still this line that is drawn uh, in the same when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, us being looked at as, you know, full citizens, you know, who have the same rights as everybody else, especially also with black folks, too. I mean, we can't we can't deny that we still have some of the worst atrocities that have happened. And we got Jalen Walker that just was killed not too long ago. They shot him over 60 times. It was overkill. You know, it was just it, it, it was unnecessary for them to do. And we also know. Thank you, Patrice. Thank you so much. Um, thank you. I, I'm feeling a lot better than what I felt last week, because last week your boy was. I was cut it. I ain't want to you know, I was still doing updates because I wanted to <laughs> continue to show you guys that I was doing well and update you throughout, you know, what I was going through. But to be honest, it was it was hell. I wouldn't wish COVID on my worst enemy because it was not fun. And, you know, I went back trying to figure out how in the freak out I got it. Like, what did I do to get this? But sometimes it's just, it just happens. So I'm not going to waste my time trying to figure that out. But, um, you know, we still have a long way to go in this country when it comes to black folks and how we are treated in this country, in this world. And, you know, Jalen Walker, with that happening, you know, that definitely tells us that we still we still got a lot of work to do. So, you know, we have to make sure that we continue to, you know, be on the you know ground level and fight for our rights. And the way that we do that is by showing up, you know, at, um, you know, marches if you can or, or protests if you can. Um, and then also we need people behind the scenes that are actually doing the work in terms of, you know, getting information out there, being a liaison for somebody, getting disseminating information like a Sean King or, you know, like an Amanda Seals or people like that, that, you know, do a very good job of making sure that we are able to process what's going on and checking in with us. Um, you know, sometimes it can get to the point where it's too much. And I recommend because your mental health comes first to take a step back, you know, Take a step back from the fight if you feel like you're getting too upset or too angry or, you know, you're not able to control your emotions because this stuff is maddening. Right. And no one would be upset if you had to take a little bit away. You know, it's a race. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So if you need to take a little bit off on this leg, do so. As long as your mental health is in check. OK. Um, but, you know, it's, it's maddening that we're talking about another gentleman in the past tense over something that doesn't make sense. I don't know the specifics of the story simply because I have been, I have opted out, you know, because I know it's simple. All the other stuff doesn't matter. He was killed, an African-American man killed, shot 60 times. Um, 
and it, he didn't have to be, you know. Um, <clears throat> and this is also coming off the heels of, um, like, shortly after that happened, we had the gentleman in, um, damn, Illinois, who there's so many things in that story that just doesn't make sense, and I'm not going to rehash it because this is a joyous occasion. We're talking about my season finale here, so I'm not going to waste too much time on that. But I will say that we know that they can bring people home safely because they brought that gentleman home safely and he killed seven people. A couple that orphaned their young son. We know that they can bring him home safely and not kill him. We see that. That happens. So something has to change. And we have to figure it out. We have to continue to fight the fight because it, it, it doesn't end. It doesn't end. So Miss Free said, it's sad to be talking about a gentleman in the past tense over something that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I said that. I guess I did. I don't even know if I said that. I guess I'm going to have to go back and listen to the replay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just. It's stupid, man. It, we shouldn't be talking about him in the past tense. You know, he has so much life to give, so much more life to give. And that makes it a lot more tragic when these things happen. And it's 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 maddening, as I said. So protect your mental. Opt out if you have to mute, you know, the stuff on Facebook and, and, and Instagram and, 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 and Twitter so you, it doesn't come up in your feed. Or if you see it and you see a trigger warning and you know it's you're sensitive to that stuff, my recommendation is to step away from it. So, um, but yeah, COVID was a bitch. I don't need to tell you guys about that because y'all know some of you guys have had COVID, have had the perks of having COVID. So we not gonna we not gonna uh, rehash that. Less we gonna revel in the fact that your boy, your boy uh, feels a lot better. Feels a lot better. I need to do something real quick. Give me one second. I might. Okay, let me do this because I have a special guest that's supposed to be coming on here. Let's see mm -hmm. if this special guest will get on with me. What else? One of my favorite episodes this season. Hmm. I think the episode that I did talking about the business, when I went back and I listened to it, I realized how much I had grown from... Oh, no. When I talked about my 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 most favorite one, if I had to say, this season was the conversation about uh, planning my first event. Um, my first event was July or June 11th, 2022. And it went by so fast and it was so fun. I met so many good people um, that I talked to pretty uh, consistently, um, you know, in the Central Florida uh, notaries um uh facebook i it was i it was kind of like what um jip jack was saying it was underserved an underserved community um that i saw it needed help with and you know i created it just because i saw that there were other people that wanted to be a part of it too and wanted that to be created as well so i remember and i told this story in some capacity um at some point but i'll tell it again I remember seeing on Facebook all of these um, because I'm a part of some notary groups. I started seeing people talking about, you know, 
doing meetups. And at first I was like, oh, I would want to go. But then I thought about why wait for someone to create it for me when I can do it myself. And I did. I gave it about a month and a half. I had about 25 people that showed up. It was absolutely great. There was um, how many folks did we have uh, that showed up? Uh, how many? We had about 49, 50 people that RSVP'd. And then we had about half of that that showed, which is, you know, better than I could have ever expected. It went great. Ayana did her thing. I can't, you know, thank her enough. She's such an inspiration, such someone who has so much knowledge to give. And she gives it away for free a lot of times. And she, you know, did so that day. Courtney Baldwin, she came in and did her her thing. Uh, Dana, you know, she was absolutely amazing, as I knew that everybody would be. And everybody at that point just said yes. That that that's what made it easy. Um, I, as I stated in that episode, I did go in the red, which is why if I do another, which I am, I have one set for October fifteenth. If I do another one, I am going to be charging people, and <clears throat> it's just because I spent a lot of money, you know, uh, trying my best to get um, get that taken care of, and trying my best to. Um, you know, put on a good show that I really didn't, um, you know, I, I kind of uh, lost out on that, unfortunately. So, you know, that was one of my favorite episodes. Um, my other favorite one, I would have to say Ayana, when I interviewed her, she was fun. Um, she was absolutely um, cool. Uh, I'm sending it to you now, Corey. I loved uh, interviewing her. Uh, she gave a lot of free knowledge. Um, I think the conversation that I had with Jamal was, that was one that I was, I was, I think how the conversation went, I was really shocked at, um, at how well it went. I guess it, not shocked at how well it went. I just was shocked at how well it flowed because I know a lot of times I can be fly by night you know, run fast and and hit the wall and just talk about things and oh 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 edit you know click switch do all this other stuff, um, but you know at the end of the day it actually worked out so well. Um, you know the conversation with he and I that I had to do a part two. You know he was so uh, uh, nonchalant and just giving with the information like he didn't. He didn't have a problem with going there. A lot of times people will try to edify themselves when they come on the show. Simply, you know, because they don't want to say anything wrong. And I do that sometimes, too, because I know that I have a responsibility to my audience. And I want to make sure that I don't offend anybody. You know, um, I can edify myself as well. But I like the fact that he didn't in that instance. And we've got an opportunity to talk about, you know, kind of the walk that we have to walk as black folks, you know, when it comes to corporate America, you know, um, and it happens, you know, um, but that, that was a fun episode. Um, oh, the one that I did with Carlos, which didn't happen this season. It happened last season. That one was really cool too. Um, I like that because it just was, it was different interviewing him and knowing him personally. And it was, it actually showed me a weird line that even though I was actually interviewing him, I still wanted to protect his story. And 
you know, as an interviewer, you know, a lot of times people are going to share things and you don't have control over that. Um, and, you know, I, I, I remember being afraid for him to tell the story that he told about him being molested when he was a kid. He's free with that story because he doesn't have any burden on that. But for me, it was just like, oh, I don't, you know, so that was that was a weird dynamic. I had never felt that before um, being a podcaster. So that was very interesting and, 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 and uh, different to um, to me. So that was cool. But at this point, we're going into year three, man. We're at 78 episodes. Things have been going well. This season went by fast, man. It went by freaking fast. You know, um, I can't even like remember it all. I also did a couple episodes with people too. Um, shout out to Raphael uh, uh, Harry. Um, separate yourself. <laughs> yeah, I did. Free says, I bet it was hard to separate yourself from being his husband um, to being his interview. That's exactly the issue. That was not the issue, but the the weird thing that I felt, I had never felt that before because I wanted to protect him. But at the same time, too, I wanted him to be able to tell the story, you know, in the way that he wanted to tell it. So you hit it dead on the head there. Um, but um, Raphael Harry, um, cool dude, white label uh, media. He is also on um, on uh, all of your podcast platforms. So check him out. And then Tony Tone, cool dude. Um, a tone Tony, I think is, is, is his name. Real cool dude. He, uh, a growth talks from a veteran. Um, he's also on YouTube as well. Um, it was really cool to be on his show a couple times. He was also on my show as well. And that conversation that we had about, you know, us talking about, you know, relations, black relations being African-American in this business and, and not in this business, but, you know, in the military and the conversation went in places that, you know, I didn't see myself going into. And that one probably this season was my most popular episode. Oh, that one and Ayana. Ayana was one of my most popular episodes too. Um, because a lot of people were going out there trying to get their dog on, um, you know, they notary shield, you know what I'm saying? They notary commission, which I, you know, if you can, my recommendation is to definitely do it. Um, <laughs> and we've had some really good gains in the business when it comes to that. So, but that's a different podcast. I, I had the thought, you know, that was given to me by Corey, um, which he's going to be coming up here pretty soon. Corey is actually the, um, the owner uh, of uh, Black Podcasters Association, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, but it was like, you should create a podcast or create a, you know, a, yeah, he said podcast about the notary stuff. And then I kind of was like hesitant about it because I was afraid. Well, not afraid. I just didn't want to put more work on myself because doing this podcast is a lot, especially when I'm like in it, you know, like I was mid season, you know, the last couple of weeks, obviously because of COVID, I didn't, I didn't have the energy and the feeling to do it, but it was just, I don't want to add another social media site. I don't want to add something else that I have to do. My Facebook is my personal Facebook is doing well. I'm at 915 or 14 followers so far. And I try to post most of my content there and I will it will branch out to other uh, my other sites, Reggie's Expressions, um, Eternal Unions and Reggie's um, Mobile Notary. And then the uh, supporters of Reggie's Expressions, those are all 
uh, the ones that I um, that I manage. Um, so it's it, it was kind of difficult um, uh, for me to to do. Free says, yeah, it's a lot of social apps out there and new ones to uh, keep popping up like TikTok. Now I got to do stuff on TikTok. Then I got to go over to Twitter. I don't even know what Twitter is, which this guy, Corey, who's uh, going to be coming up pretty soon. And Jamal also made his way in, too. Um, yeah, man. You know, it's just too much to manage sometimes. So without further ado. Oh, what happened? Corey, what, what happened? There we go. So Corey's back. I'm going to go ahead and add him to the screen. He needs production. He has been doing his thing. He's going to tell you guys a little bit about BPA and if you're interested in getting to, you know, become a part of it. But we're going to pick his brain a little bit and have a, a bit of a conversation. And then Jamal is going to come in too here. Uh, I think he's driving in his car. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So come on up, Corey. How you doing, man? I am doing good. Hold on. My, um, I saw my camera is a little off. Uh-oh. That's a better, right? Yeah, looks good. I, I was trying to show off that I had a tan. Uh-oh. <laughs> Look at you. you no, no, no. I, had to, I haven't been outside that much this summer, so <laughs> I got to make this camera darker so I look darker than I am. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. So, Reggie, what's up, man? How you doing? Not much, man. I have to ask you a very serious question. You didn't answer it earlier. Or you did, but I want to ask you here. Um, can you sum up in like two seconds what is Bitcoin? Uh, two seconds. So Bitcoin is basically the idea of crypto in general is uh, a currency that is used to conduct a transaction on the blockchain. And blockchain is okay. A thank you so much, Corey, for I'm just blockchain saying. is a form of technology <laughs> that allows for secure transactions from one person to another, and it's kind of like stored on a device mm -hmm. like a computer, so it can't be like hacked or whatever. It's not, ideally, it's not supposed to be able to be hackable or something. Do you believe in Bitcoin, or are you just against cryptocurrency? I'm not against cryptocurrency. I believe in Bitcoin. I believe in crypto. I believe. Mm -hmm. Like any other currency, it has it has to have a use case. Like I was trying, I'm sitting, I'm you know I do programming, so I'm mm -hmm. still trying to figure out how I can do a crypto for the podcasting space. And because I don't know what problem, how to solve that problem, or what problem to solve, or if there is a problem to solve, I haven't done it yet. But crypt, just like money, right? It's just like mm -hmm. a dollar bill. It has value because um, it has a value because you exchange it for whatever it, the services or food or whatever it is you're exchanging it for. So it's the same thing with crypto, unless there's a real use case for it or a real need for it, that. And, and the flaw of it is also is, is that you have to convert it back into physical money for it to really have value to most people today because most places don't accept crypto for in exchange for their services. So it's just, it's just a complete mess. And the mm -hmm. pandemic didn't help it. And I just ask him that because I like to ask redundant questions to Corey because he really gets serious about his answers. Well, it's the stuff I'm passionate about. <laughs> I'd be like, what's Twitter? Basically, Twitter is a website that you, I'm like, man. You, you and all my friends and everybody else, they do, and I fall for the trap every time because that's every just, time. That's just how I'm wired. And I, you know. Um, so. I want to take some time to introduce this gentleman. He is somebody who actually has become a friend over the last, um, I would say, eight or nine months. Um, he is somebody that I look to. Huh? 
I said, that long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's somebody that I look to for um, advice, you know, even though, it, you know, it's quick hitting because he's a, you know, go-getter. He's always going. But the thing I like about him is he's going to give you your honest truth whether you ask him to, you know, ask him for it or not. You know, he's not one of those people that's, that's going to sugarcoat it. And that's, you need a friend like that. You need somebody that's going to tell you the truth and say, that was crap, Reggie. Or, you know what, I'm really proud of you. So he's somebody that I, I, I look up to because uh, he has his hand in many different way, uh, different things, and he does it effortlessly at times, even though he's very hard on himself. But, um, you know, he he definitely knows what he's doing. He knows a lot of shit. I mean, y'all just heard him talk about cryptocurrency, and I still don't understand. So uh, with that being said, we have the owner and CEO of BPA, Black Podcasters Association, which I'm a part of, and he has been doing his thing. So how are you sir i am good i appreciate appreciate it thank you for the kind words <laughs> um you know i'm i'm an arrogant humble person you know so, so some of the things you say and i'm like oh, i don't know effortlessly <laughs> uh, you know you know you know i always say like i don't know what i'm doing but i make it look easy so. <laughs> yeah that then that's what it is i'm lost in the easy make it look easy part. that's what it is well, you know um and i will say about the whole honesty you know actually you know the members and being a part of the group and just the whole uh what's the word the growth of the group has helped mm -hmm. me grow in regards to my, as my friend's mother my best friend's mom used to always tell me when i was a kid i, I lacked tact so it's helped me develop better tact <laughs> so yeah. that's it right now <laughs> This, you hit it, I, still, I, still got, I still need work, but, you know, I, I think honesty is the best policy. And, you know, I've taken this philosophy of managing expectations mm -hmm. when we're dealing with creative stuff. Um, you know, I think one of the biggest things that have, that that lead to, to pod fade in the, in the podcasting space, but just the sense of failure is people not managing their expectations and thinking that, you know, their talent is going to just take them, shoot them straight to the moon or, you know, to the sun. Right. And I realize that sometimes a lot of these things are just a slow grind and mm -hmm. it's it's a slow scale. So, you know, scaling upwards slowly and just working hard to build that organic brand and, mm -hmm. you know, an attraction. And sometimes you got to be honest with yourself and realize that your your talent, you don't, you're not as talented as you thought you were, you know, and I, that's the brutal honesty of it. You know, I learned that lesson as, at a young age. You know, my, my original background was I was trying to be into the music industry and, you know, I interned at Def Jam. I think and when I interned at Def Jam after I got out of high school, <clears throat> I think that was the eye opening experience that made me realize I didn't want to be a, an artist in the front and I wanted to be more in the, excuse me, on the back end of things. So, mm -hmm. you know, being honest with yourself about who you are, what you're trying to do. And, you know, it's OK to say, you know, this, you know, I had this talent. It didn't work out for me. Let me move on to other things. I've. Man, I've been through. If you know me personally, you like you like here he goes with another one of his little brain childs that he's putting. Ooh. Like when you grow up, worry, you know. I had friends Ooh. tell me like you got three kids, you need to, you know, you need no. I know my my personal happiness is more important, you know, because I can't be a good father to my children if I'm miserable. So, you know, um, me too. Yeah, I like that. I, I can't just want to tangent, you can't. Like that. That's that's. When you're creating creative, you can't you can't be creative if you're miserable. I don't care if you're playing music. Well, I don't know. Some of the greatest music came from people who were completely miserable. But right. point is, but you know that's an extreme form of suffering that you have to go. It's like you have to be really extreme. Um, you have to be really extreme, like in a really low point 
to you know that's where every that's all everything is for you is just that talent right mm-hmm. to be one of those people but most of us aren't we have lives we have family we have work we have friends you we have social lives and stuff so I mean, thank you fred um frida that uh, definitely i mean just miserable parents period create um miserable children and and that's how we have to stop some of these generational curses because of right. some of these generational curses it's just a point of misery that you know that somebody had a bad experience or you know or, or and how they were and how they were dealing with life or you know situations and they pass it down and we like to hide behind well this is how i was raised or this is how we always did it you know mm-hmm. and a lot of that transcends into, into the podcast space you know, you know as you know reggie I, I like to challenge things and and sometimes i say things people don't like yeah how long was your last lockup on uh facebook I did a 30 day bid and I'm working on my <laughs> <laughs> I'm a you know I'm a repeat offender. <laughs> Man can't hold me down, you know, and that's you know, and that's part of I guess it's part of my that's too is that I I can be very stubborn. I'm not like I'm very oppositional. So if you tell me I can't do something or if I feel like you know I feel like you're trying to give me an ultimatum or something, I tend to push push the envelope until it's, it's a little self-destructive behavior sometimes. So since I'm aware of it, as I've gotten older, I've kind of scaled it back and trying to push it in the right areas. But Facebook is kind of like I'm trying, you know, testing the waters because some mm-hmm. of the stuff that, that last thing that got me a bit, I was like, yo, this has to do with black vernacular and you guys are not being fair, you know? So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it is. you know, they're they, they going to always keep us at bay a lot of times when they, you know, when we try to elevate ourselves and you know, claim our own sometimes. And sometimes. Well, they love taking it and, and turn it into social, into content on TikTok and all these other right. platforms. But then when we use it in a certain context, we get banned or we get right. warning or we get hit, you know, mm-hmm. and then you're not, you're not even trying to be understanding, you know. I so. mean, one time I got banned for like a day. It was like two days or something like that for something crazy. It was something small. I don't even, it was like, I said, I think I said wrong under somebody's post or something like that. And somebody mm-hmm. reported it, and then they were like, "Oh, you've been warned." And then you know something else happened, and they took me down for a couple of days. And I was like, "Okay, whatever." I just got hit with on one of my older accounts, you know, because you know, because I'm a repeat offender, I'm constantly, <laughs> constantly creating new accounts. But um, I got one of my older accounts. I actually logged into it by accident, and um, because I shut that down, they tagged me. They hit me with a warning the other day. I got the alert for a post that had put up in 2015. Oh, and this wow. is where I, this is how I get wound up going to jail because it's like you're hitting me for stuff that I did almost ten years ago when you didn't have these policies in place, and right. you don't allow you don't set it up where I can go back and delete it. It's like the the the, the tool that they give you to go back and delete or mass you know mass delete your posts and stuff barely ever works. I'm right. constantly trying to delete the stuff. <laughs> you know, I kind of figured out a little game. Like, I post something, I get it out my system, and then I go right back and, you know, wait a little while, let people respond, and then I delete it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes it doesn't work that way. So, I get caught. Like, this last time I got caught. So, we're happy to have you back, for sure. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I can I can go through a list of things and talk about a list of things when it comes to BPA and why I love it so much, um, you know, as a member. But, for someone who who created it, it's their brainchild. How would you explain what BPA is? <laughs> I'm doing now what I tell what I tell my podcasters not to do when somebody says, "So tell me what your podcast is, right?" So okay. what is BPA? 
BPA is the bane of my existence. It's the love child that I hate sometimes, but I love it because of people like you and the other members in the group who let me know how much it means to them. You know, yeah. I've uh, when we started on Facebook, there's been it survived. You know, it came very close to getting the, the line cut several times. You know, even sometimes when I'm doing work in the group, I'm like, is this re- really working? Is my, you know, like you said, I'm hard on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, what it is is a community um, for Black podcast creatives and professionals in the space. So that means like editors, uh, copywriters. If you're Black and you're doing stuff and you're working in this space, show note writers, mm-hmm. anything like of that capacity that's in support of that podcast or your producer. It's a community where we can come together and basically, um, you know, it's the generic support each other, Mm -hmm. um, promote each other. But the real it was to me, it was an answer to the diversity issue. It's an answer to the issue that we still see happening, even though during the pandemic, some changes were made within the industry. And in the past couple of months, what happened recently with uh, with the podcast academy, with someone saying certain things and not, you know, showing that the diversity is still an issue. And, mm-hmm. and his response to to the to the backlash he received just shows we still have a long way to go, and that's why the BPA is important because we need a space where you know for us by us that we can come together, talk uh, both positive and negative things, you know, vent whatever we need to do, but mm-hmm. also support each other and help each other to, to achieve our goals through this podcasting space. Um, so, no, it's a long, long-winded answer. No, it's not too clear, but. My main goal with the BPA is to change the landscape of podcasting. Podcasting historically has been a white male dominated six figure uh, platform um, for uh, for many reasons that we could talk about in a whole nother live stream. But now that podcasting, thanks to the pandemic, podcasting exploded into other groups of people, not just black people, but Latinos, Asians. You know, we have organizations like ours in those communities as well. Um, it's exploding into other countries when normally it was just really mainly the U.S. and Canada and some parts of Europe. So in order for us to protect ourselves, we need to have organizations like these that can advocate for, for our, um, people in our community um, and also help build a standard of excellence. You know, we like to scream black excellence, but we have to have a standard in order to do that. So, you know, and uh, that's what, you know, a lot of you guys in the group have helped shape, you know, started with me and it started with an idea but it's kind of taking the life of its own because of the members so mm-hmm. i know it's a lot guys sorry for no, for no, no 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 i i love that and uh it was very poetic and i actually have jamal who's i, I want to acknowledge him he's he's in the background he's actually in the waiting room to to come through but everything you're saying is like nodding his head like yep 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 so you yeah, know i can tell know. That you 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 definitely do a very good job of making sure that you connect, and I, I I almost think that sometimes you take it like when I'm talking to you, I always feel like you're in a I mean I call it well I've heard it as a New York minute like you're rushing to 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 do the next thing and you rarely get an opportunity to be able to just revel in what you've created so far, and you know it's, it's difficult when you have a a vision of what you want and it might not be exactly what you feel it should be, right? Um, but I, I appreciate the, the, um, the community, although I do need to become a little bit more proactive than I have been. Um, I, I definitely appreciate the community, um, because it is a safe space for me to go. And it's, it's where I get a lot of my podcasting news 
and I should use it a little bit more. I know that's not what you came up here for and then, you know, tell me about myself or anything, but at the end of the day, (laughs) (laughs) at the end of the day, I know I need to do better. And I, I, I definitely appreciate the, the community that you created and I'm, I'm proud to be a part of it and also have seen it um, go uh, above and beyond. uh, Well, see it past its grassroots. Um, So, I want to touch on something real quick before you go to the next thing. Yeah, go ahead. About how me reveling it. And this is something, you know, this is, I guess it's the, you know, when I played football and stuff, you know, the coach always said, play's not over until the whistle blows, you know, and huge football fan. So I'm always going to have like some kind of either baseball or, or football reference when I talk about certain things. But I mean, we saw it in the Super Bowl when Brady played the Falcons, right? They were down 28-3 halftime. Everybody thought it was over. I have a wonderful story about that because I was I root for Brady, you know, regardless of whatever politics and everything. I was, you know, I was a fan from when it started. But um, you know, that that game showed something. And this is kind of like why I have a I have a vision for the BPA on an international scale. And yes, we've had a lot of successes and we're gonna have a lot more successes. But I can't I, I can only smell the roses for a few minutes and I have to move on to the next thing because it's a bigger vision. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, the small victories are cool and it, and it helps you win the battle. But okay. the, I, the football references is that I told people at the party I was at that this game is not over. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, Brady is two quarterbacks always said you can't count them out until the whistle's blown until the end of the game. That's Aaron Rodgers and, and, and Brady because they just have a killer mentality when it comes to accomplishing their goals and winning games they don't like to lose i don't mm-hmm. like to lose even though I, when i played on sports i played on a lot of losing teams which is probably why i don't like to lose but <laughs> but it's just you know you you know and, and you and a lot of other people in the group like Corey enjoy it and i'm like i can't because you guys are only seeing just a small tiny bit of what is to come for this mm-hmm. and what i'm really trying to achieve and what i want why, why i started this because i was like if i'm going to do this i'm going to go big i'm not just going to do like a lot of groups out here we see in the space that just want to, that's just happy where they're at. And I'm like, I'm going to go big and I have a vision. And I was like, we have something here and just the support and the love I get from the members as well as outside of our community shows me we're on the right path. So I just wanted to clear that up for the world. All right. All right. I mean, it's when Corey will have his drink and sit down and party and have a good time. Okay. Um, And I was going to ask you, the next thing that I was going to ask you um, is, do you think that do, well, well where we are so far the goal that you have in your head and i don't need you to tell me what that goal is do you think that oh, actually i don't want to ask that i don't wanna, that's an offline conversation so i'm not going to ask that um, world domination say it again world domination well <laughs> okay are we close to that? <laughs> Is VPA close to that? Uh, no, but we're, okay. we're working. We're getting close. We're, we're starting on that path. <laughs> um, do you think you'll ever bring the Facebook page part of it? Because I do see it pop up every now and then. I know you archive it and then you. So, and, you know, this is, I, I don't know, like, I don't, I mean, I know you have an audience of very, of very different, you know, people of different walks of life and stuff. So, and I think this applies to a lot of things that we do outside of just what I'm talking about here, but. You know, sometimes there's times when I'm, I, I do question that. And it's because we're not moving how I expected us to move when we started this project, This when we decided to remove ourselves from Facebook. Mm-hmm. But then I also have to manage my expectations and say to myself, well, I'm glad we didn't just blow up. 
right? I'm glad it, when we announced it, we didn't have a thousand people sign up because, as you know, and I know, there's been a you know, this it, it's been a there's been struggles, there's been mistakes made, there's been things that we've tried that, that haven't worked. So, having a smaller group has helped us to work out the kinks, it's helped members in the group to to figure out their um their space in, in the community. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's 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 like that organic you hear companies talk about that organic slow growth to building a business is where you build a very strong core audience. So I'm glad yeah. that we have the members and then being able to to you know, like one of the things I I fear is that as we grow, I'm not going to be able to do things like this on a regular. I'm not going to be able to be ex as easily accessible as I am to the group right now. Yeah, so yeah. it's important. So when I think about the Facebook group, because we had over 2000 members in the Facebook group and I'm like, well, we could if we could just, we can go back and open it and use it as a funnel to drive people to the private community but i just remember how much work it was and yeah. the work i'm dealing with here and it's like do we turn do we look back mm -hmm. you know we gave you know we gave everybody a sweet deal to come over mm -hmm. yeah, yeah we really we undercut ourselves we we devalued ourselves to get the members that from our facebook group into the community and i think this is a lesson that people you know we have to teach life lessons too you had an opportunity you know we had a great community on Facebook that people were benefiting from, but you also had a great opportunity to come over where we could even do even more than what we were doing in Facebook as we have been doing. And mm -hmm. you missed that opportunity. And it was a once in a lifetime opportunity. And you have to, you have to lick your wounds and learn from that. Right. Yeah. We're on mighty networks. And mighty um, networks. so I think, you know, I think that's how I rationalize it. But sometimes I do look back and be like, you know, should I open up the Facebook group? But it's like, it's like an ex-girlfriend, like do you or ex-boyfriend or whoever you date. Do you go back? Do you go running back after you broke up? <laughs> no. Well, some people do. Um, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, yeah. You know, I made that mistake. I don't. Time. Never will. Once I'm done, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know. Just like we were talking about with the 30-day ban, because what happened? What you know? I played myself. I'm not gonna lie. I played myself. You know, you you you're on your personal account and you're having fun and you're being reckless. And then you get banned, and guess what Facebook does? They ban you <laughs> from everything. So my Facebook pages, yeah. my, <laughs> any groups I were in, you know, I was limited on what I can do, and they penalize you for that. So I was like, well, lesson, okay, you got this is the the, the part I you know I'm struggling with, but I was like, okay, you guys win, because now it's interfering with my business on Facebook. I can't make that mistake again. I tried to be slick and create another account, and they caught up with me. You know what I'm saying? But um. But it also made me realize that it was a good decision because Facebook has its policies and things and, it's, and, and it will limit you. And when we're talking about black, even inside, people think they're safe in groups and they're not. They're not safe in the groups and Facebook. In a lot of these platform groups, you're not safe. You're, you're subject to their what their rules are, which right. I think is understandable. It's their platform. And um, but especially the conversations we tend and how we talk about things and how the black lexicon here in America can be misconstrued or, or isn't always relatable to a lot of people, you know, no matter mm -hmm. where we're at in the country, black people come together. There's going to be certain slang words. We all know. Right. We all know. We all go. Well, we kind of can figure it out really quick. Like, Oh, right. he, okay. He did that. And you said that well, in New York, we say this, but you, over here in Florida, you say that. All right, cool. I got it now. Right. Right. And a lot of that gets misconstrued because of racism and discrimination yeah. and stuff. So I, I, when we, when we look up to Facebook group, I'm like, we probably, it was probably the best decision we made for what we're doing. 
And I think that I, I also think that, you know, I mean, companies like obviously Facebook, they don't they don't take in consideration nuances and things of that nature. You know, they can't because they want to try to be, you know, all they have billions of people on their platform. Like you can't appease everybody. Right. You yeah. Know, it's hard with the, the tasks that they have. It's harder than most people think. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, from a programming point of view, from a business point of view, not saying that they, you know, I've seen some stuff they let slide on, you know, certain types of people, certain groups, yeah, pages and news pages and stuff. I'd be like, yo, how y'all getting with this? And I say one little thing, and I got banned for thirty days. But mm-hmm. I don't even want to make that argument. I want to focus on what we got to do and just right. say, okay, Facebook, you did what you, you you served your purpose. We're over here now. Let's focus on the people who are here. Okay. Um, so um, that's pretty much all I have at this point, Mr. Corey. Do you want to tell people where they can find you on social media and and, and where they can find BPA? Well, uh, yeah, sure. Um, so one, you know, whether you're whether you're, uh, and I want to make this clear because I think sometimes people hear the name and they hear what our mission statement. <laughs> and we talk about, you know, like you're you're experiencing this. I'm experiencing it, and there's people who might be watching this. That don't that have been contemplating getting into podcasting, um, that are beginners or just in the beginning stages, they're trying to decide whether they want to do it or not, and they might be scared or or they started and they're scared to release whatever your situation is. The BPA is for everybody. It's for beginners to experience. We have people who are just getting started, all the way up to people who've been in podcasting, you know, before before people knew what podcasting was, mm-hmm. you know, before the iPhone happened. So. There's a lot of things with this that, um, you know, with our community, I, I really urge you, if you're really serious about it, you need to be in a community that is supportive. A lot of people run to Facebook for the communities. And part of the reason why we started was because of the communities on Facebook. But if you really want um, a community that's supportive, that's going to share their knowledge and experiences and be open and honest, then you got to come to us. There's no other community out there like that. And I, I'll put, my, you know, I'll put money on it. Yeah. But um but you can follow us on all our we're on Twitter at it's at the Black Pod. Just just search Black Pod Association. Cause it's I had to because the word is so they only give you a certain amount of space. I had to narrow it down so it's like abbreviated. But just if you search for the Black Podcast Association or you go on Reggie's um Twitter page that he doesn't use, <laughs> just, that he used barely uses, and he's gonna step that game up, but um that he barely uses. You go on his list. We follow him, so and I believe he follows us. Hopefully, he yeah. follows us. So you can I follow us on Twitter or on Instagram, yeah. the Black Podcasters Association, Facebook, Black the Black po- Black Podcasters Association. You can follow our page. We're on YouTube. You can check out. We do a spotlight where we interview Black podcasters. We had two seasons of that. We've also had some really great conversations. And your boy was on it. Yep, LGBTQ community. We had a um back in May, March, we had a conversation with the women of BPA and Afros and Audio. We wanted to highlight the ladies that are uh, the backbone and that are <coughs> helped us to get where we where we got to in this space. Um, we've had some other great conversations that you can check out. We're going to be creating more content. So basically, pretty much you can just search the Black Podcasters Association on most platforms. We're on TikTok too, but we haven't started that yet. Um, yeah. and we're gonna have a training. We're gonna so Reggie, we're gonna have a training um at the end of the month. Uh Walter's gonna do it okay. about TikTok. So uh, I'm I'm hoping we all start using you go through that training and, and start getting our content game up. Um I don't know, we'll see. Um yeah. but we also do workshops. 
So, you know, we do some great workshops. We have some really good workshops coming up over the next couple of months as well. So, I mean, it's a great community. I know I'm going on, but, uh, you know, this is my, I'm about this. this is my baby. But, yeah. uh, you know, and, um, you can always reach out to me. I'm pretty accessible. Um, Twitter, I'm on Twitter. Uh, Twitter has become, it's starting to become more and more my place of, of, of joy because Twitter is really interesting. There's a lot of interesting con- conversations on there. So definitely hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and I really appreciate you having on me here, Reggie. I appreciate you more than you'll ever know. I, uh, you know, uh, uh, big adore, big, uh, bigly uh, enjoy your friendship and your leadership when it comes to VPA. And, uh, you know, for me, you know, the the best compliment that I got from Corey was the day I did my, what was it? Your meetup. Huh? Was it your meetup? Yes. Yes. And you taught you told me how proud you were. You was like Reggie, I've seen you grow, and uh, you know it was oh, it was very, it was it was very good to to hear that. And um, because I was very timid initially when I first came into the space, and you know, uh, uh, it, it was just the confidence that I get from the group and everybody that's in it. You know, Mimi, um, you know, Sasha, uh, Latrice, everybody that's in there, Walter, uh, Demetrius, uh, Al. Um, or Pete, is it Pete or Al? I, I can't remember. Al, I'm so sorry. Al. Um, yes, Al, so sorry. Um, but there are a lot of people in there that I gained a lot of stuff from, even though I might not, you know, I might lurk a little bit, but I definitely do, um, you know, enjoy. So thank you so much for coming, especially on short notice, because I just texted you like out the blue a couple minutes. Guys, like, can you do it? He's like, yeah. yeah I said, like I said, I'm accessible, you know. I was surprised. <laughs> I was surprised. I mean, look, I try to, I try to, you know, I try to support. So like it's funny because this past hour kind of turned into me like I was listening. Walter had a thing on Twitter, Twitter Spaces, so I, I jumped mm-hmm. in on that to listen to what was going on in there. Then I had um, Laurel had her fireside chat, so I switched mm-hmm. apps to Fireside. Oh, we're on Fireside. I'm gonna be on Fireside too and start working on there. But um, okay. I switched to Laurel's Fireside. And then I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get off here and meet up with Reggie. So I try to support the members. You know, I try to be a place where you, you know, be the back, you know, a place of support for you guys. I just want to tell the audience. You know, when Reggie came into the group, you know, like he said, my bad. I'm, I know, I know, I'm infringing, but no, 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 you're, Reggie, good, you're good. Reggie was like, you know, you was at a place where you was at a crossroads, right? You were struggling, you, you were struggling. You didn't know what you wanted to do. You, you kind of like, I'm gonna quit, and you know, that's why I said that to you because from where you were at in this January, December of last year, to where you're at now, if you just like you started your company, you did the meetup, like. Those are not. That's not. I don't think people. People. It looks easy. It's not easy to do those things. And I'm telling you from experience. So it not takes a lot. There's a lot of anxiety behind it. I have anxiety yeah. about this this event we having because we only sold two tickets so far. And I'm like, what's up? Everybody said they want to come. Yeah, I need to get it together. I need to get it together. <laughs> but before you go, I want to introduce you to Jamal. Jamal is someone who has a huge. Like he has over like six or seven thousand k people on like, Facebook. And like maybe double that on Instagram, but he doesn't have a podcast. He needs to do a podcast for some reason. He won't do it. So, <laughs> hey Jamal, nice to meet you. By the way, um, really quick though, I, you know, I'm starting to move into the space. Not everybody, you know, not everybody should have a podcast. Not saying that you shouldn't have it, Jamal. I, I, I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know what you're doing, but not everybody should have a podcast. 
you know, we're, we're in this, this space right now where everybody just thinks they should have a voice and they should just say whatever, just, you know, and it's causing a lot of confusion. It's causing a lot of issues. We've seen it in the past week with the McDonald's thing, seeing it with the black men, oh, yeah. black women conversations and yeah. you know, what a man is and what a woman is and submissive. You know, like, it's causing things that really we shouldn't be talking about because the stuff is crap. You know, whatever. But that's my personal opinion. But everybody should have a podcast and uh, as you know reggie and i know it's a huge commitment and it's a lot yeah. you know and i would I, you know that's why i talk to people when i sit down with them I'm like all right let's talk about what you want to do and what you accomplish and if it's not your goals I'll, you know don't do it now well you might right. i might you know I, i'm gonna learn more about you brother but i might say i might eat those words and be like nah you need one <laughs> but but you know it's another thing too like you know Say and say all day, yeah, you need one, but if the person's not ready for it, I would tell them not to do it. Right. You know? But I'm I'm gonna tell them more about the podcast, the VPA, and you know, maybe we can get them there to come in at like entry level. I, mean, so can kind of I would love to learn more about what you do, bro. And you know, there's plenty of opportunities to be guests on people's shows and stuff. Sometimes that's that might be the lane you want to take. You know, you don't have to be the podcaster, you can be the guest on the podcast. Know? That's true. And that's that's the good thing about the space. There's so many lanes that you can go. You don't have to be in front of the camera. You don't have to be a host. You can be a producer, an editor, a, a copywriter, a marketer, or you know, there's so many different lanes. And there's a lot of money in this space, and a lot of money's coming into this space. And there's a lot of opportunities to create a new a lane for yourself in it as well. So that's it. Well, I appreciate you, brother uh, Corey. Thank you so much for for coming in and hanging out with me. Thank you so much. I it means the world, and you know, you um, definitely have helped me reach a peak of of. of um, you just getting started, bro. We just getting we just getting started. And I might be in Florida soon. I'll let you know. Oh, absolutely. Let me know, man. Hit me up. All right, everybody. Have a good night, and thank you for having me on your show, right. Reggie. Bye, Corey. Talk to you All soon, right. man. All right. Yo, yo, yo. How you doing, Mr. Jamal? I'm good, thank you. How are you? We're we're good. I am good. I um, you know, I'm a little upset at Jamal because I texted him and I sent him the I mean, even though it was like five minutes before we were supposed to go on. Um <laughs> he showed up a little bit late. He was supposed to come on a little bit before uh Corey and then you know, we were gonna have a little bit of a talk, and then we go into to Corey. Um, but it, it worked out. It worked out great. So I'm I'm happy either way. Um, the reason why I wanted to have you on the show is because I talked about your episode today and how I like the fact that you went there and were vulnerable with your episode in terms of what happened with corporate America and all that other stuff. And I was saying that I was shocked, but it wasn't that I was shocked. I think I was just. I was happy with the fact that you didn't hold back when it came to telling what exactly happened. And I was talking about in the fact that sometimes we edify ourselves on these platforms because we're afraid of what people may think. And I thought that that was just awesome that you, um, you know, that you did the thing and you came on and, and uh, we ended up having to have a part two and two after our shows. <laughs> uh, because of how the conversation went. So thank you. Absolutely. No, you, like I mentioned before, it was absolutely my pleasure. Um, thank you for giving me the chance to be vulnerable and um, giving me the platform to, to speak my mind freely without trying to, 
you know, be mindful of what I'm saying, but be careful or whatever. Oh, stop. Um, you, you, you know me well enough to know I can run my mouth with the best of them. So. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> you know it. You know, you know. <laughs> Forgive me for all this darkness and stuff. I'm actually driving. Okay. I saw and I, I want to tell you also that I apologize because I did see you waiting in the um you know in the audience there, but I, I wanted to make sure that I gave him an opportunity because he came on a little bit. Um he came on um and I was like, ah, you know, and I didn't I just kind of panicked a little bit, I guess. So since your episode, how is it Going, man, how are you doing? Tell everybody a little bit about what's happened since you've been on the show. I think you have your air on, so that makes it a little tough to hear you. Oh, gotcha. Are you on your way home now? <laughs> oh, really? Gotcha. See, that's a real friend right now. A real friend will come on your podcast even though they know they got to drive to stuff. That's how good of a friend this guy is to me. And I'm late. I'm I hear you. I can hear you bits and pieces, but it's tough. probably gonna have to do this on a like FaceTime or live on uh Facebook or something. Um, maybe I can hear you a little better there, but I can't hear you at all. I know I know that you I know that you good people and I appreciate you uh getting on. I'm about to wrap this up anyway because I need to go get something to eat because I'm a cool and boy so I need some nourishment in my body. you go and then I'm going to wrap this up and I'll text you on the flip side, okay? Okay. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> so, I just want to tell you everybody, thank you so much for hanging out with me. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, it is the season finale. You guys will be able to listen to it. I'm pretty sure it's going to have some audio issues because I did see the Wi-Fi uh, come up here and there. But, you know, unfortunately, there's nothing I can do about that. I'm at the hands of Spectrum. That's who I pay for. And that's who, 
gives me my internet speed. But thank you guys so much for rocking with me this season. We made it to 20 episodes. We finally made it, even when it looked like we weren't going to make it. But we made it. And I want to tell everybody thank you for so much for the love and the appreciation and everything that you guys have done in terms of making Reggie's expressions what it is. We are in year three, baby. We are going to be gone for about a month and a half here. I don't know how long I'm going to be gone, but I'm going to be gone for a little bit. I need to live life and inform you guys and be able to, you know, come back with some good topics and 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 allow you guys to, um, you know, miss me a little bit. But while you're at it, you guys can go back and listen to all the episodes. So y'all don't have to wait until y'all hear my episode to go back and listen to all the other episodes. There's four, actually about to be five seasons on um, all of your social, uh, all of your uh, podcast platforms, except Spotify, um, that you will be able to go back and listen and binge them all. Okay. Um, this one was a little bit of a, a longer one because I knew I was going to have some uh, some uh, special guests that was on and hanging out with me and uh, getting an opportunity to be able to chill with me for a bit. So thank you so much to Corey, Jip Jack Fuller. Thank you so much for coming by. We did our interview a couple weeks ago. Yes, we did have some uh, some audio issues, but you guys got the crux of the interview. So shout out to him. Thank you so much. Ayana and everybody else, Black Curry, who was a, uh, a guest. We also had uh, Jamal, who you guys got a chance to talk to a little bit here. Um, and a whole plethora of people that I can't think of right now because I'm just in the moment. But forgive uh, or, or don't blame my mind, not my heart. Y'all know that I love each and every one of you. And I couldn't have done it without anybody that didn't say yes. Okay. Um, and I appreciate you guys for all of the opportunity. I'll be back. Okay, we're thinking about August, maybe September. I definitely am excited about hitting episode 100, which I have about 22 more episodes before. So it's probably not going to happen this next season. It probably will happen the season after that. But that's going to be a celebration that we're going to have. And I'm excited. So with that being said, I love each and every one of you guys. Thank you for listening, watching. Don't forget to share, like, subscribe. It's on all social media platforms. And that's R-E-G-G-E-E apostrophe S expressions on Instagram. <laughs> no, on Facebook and YouTube. And then you can find me at Reggie's Expressions. And that's R-E-G-G-E-E <laughs> S underscore expressions on Instagram. And then you can also go into my bio and that will give you the link to all of my other social media platforms. Okay. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. Love you so much. Thank you, guys. Until season six. Peace. Reggie's Expressions is brought to you by Soko Garn Productions, LLC.